Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit The Diets. This is the show where we tackle the numerous diets out there in the world and give our thoughts on them and bring you that study back data as well. This week is the Mediterranean diet and what's actually a pretty positive episode. We're joined this week by a very special guest. He joins us from stateside and that is Jabian, more commonly known in the Instagram world, Mr. Cogfit. This guy has an abundance of knowledge when it comes to nutrition and due to his high interest slash participation in the diet, it made complete sense to get him on board. He also shares our interest of calling out bullshit and he's made many an enemy because of this. So basically a perfect addition to the podcast. We got off to a great start though, as Tom completely fucked up his name literally moments after he told us the correct pronunciation. We then got onto the pronunciation of the jalapeno, um, which I've probably just said wrong anyway. Um, so yeah, we do we do look after our guests, don't we? Anyway, it's a cracking episode, so let's get into it. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Good evening. No, I can't. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and it what's I up, can't mate? find show notes. Today is a bummer. I'm sorry. That's a great start, isn't it? There are no show He's notes. Gone. We've just, we've just lost our guest. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still here, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. I turn, oh, there off, we I turn go. off the cam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we turn off the camera? Yeah. It doesn't matter, JB. We don't record, we don't record the video, mate. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. It, yeah. So the the video, it, it just records audio, mate. It's all just so sound. we can see each other. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, you, yeah, you jump back on, mate. Yeah, we don't record video. It doesn't, it doesn't actually let us do it, so. Gotcha. I know why he's taking the video off, because it's to do with personal security. The amount of pe- people this guy pisses off on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> If you were going to see my name and see my face and like, yeah, I know, I know this what is the like, fuck you look like now. If you thought that I make enemies, this on a fucking daily basis, I tell you what, we, we should introduce our guest because what? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. our guest, Jabian, from our, one of our cousins from across the pond, but more commonly known in the world of Instagram as Mr. Cogfit. Hello, welcome to the show. Chat shit, get fit. Thank you for having me. As Tom just mm. said, he does piss off a lot of people, but for the right yeah. reasons, I suppose. He just calls people out, calls people out on their bullshit. And... Yeah. See, I'm a big fan of the TikTok side of stuff that you do. And I could see how it just really upsets people. I'm a big yeah. fan. <laughs> to a point where I'm a, even I'm, and I don't mind doing it, even I'm like, whoa, whoa. The, um, <laughs> do you remember that one the apple? Yeah. Eating, the, eating the apple with sugar. Sugar's bad, eating an apple. Like, oh, I'm addicted <laughs> to sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing an apple. You, you know what it is? It's like people, uh, people call shit out on Instagram, Facebook, all over the place, right? But no one's doing it on TikTok like that. So it's like, yeah. that's the new frontier, you know? Yeah. So if you guys really want to start chatting shit about people, uh, look at TikTok. There's a whole bunch of bullshit. Basically, you if you really want to fucking meet up with people for a fight, TikTok is the way forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, kind of that's like... The way. It's almost like Fight Club, like. But rule number one is like you you do actually talk about TikTok because TikTok yeah. is everywhere at the moment. It is. It do you reckon is. they should do it in the uh, the the American political election campaign? Get Biden and uh, Trump on there oh, <laughs> on TikTok, <God>. TikToking <laughs> each other out. Do you imagine? <laughs> oh my god! The way That'd things are going at the moment, it, it it's you know let's not throw anything out at the moment. It's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just imagine them both on there. It'd be chaos, wouldn't it? Yep. <laughs> Just screaming at each other all the oh, fucking time. Oh dear. So speaking of like fighting people online, basically. So I've got my mouth full of a biscuit. Let me put this. Brilliant. Right. Did you spit that out? Yeah, into my hand. Yeah. And I put it in the and bin. Where did you, you put you, it? In the you bin. Absolute barbarian. Actually, I put it in a recycling bin. I'm gonna put my hand in. I'm gonna dig it back out and put it in a real bin. Hang on. I'm really upset with like all this social economics you kick <laughs> off about, and you just yeah. spat out a biscuit. And he's in wasting the bin. food. But I am social economics. <laughs> I am How much are those biscuits, Tom? Wasting them biscuits. This was a Belvita, so it was like a, a pound from B&M. But that's beside the point. Talking about like picking up on fights and stuff like that, I think it's important to kind of like um, just mention like how we kind of got to get in contact with Habian, and that is so I've, I've kind of uh, I just said Habian, J- didn't J- I? Oh, yeah, yeah. You fucking yes. idiot! Oh. He literally oh. told us how to say you his did. fucking name. Yes. Right, Tom. Leave Do you know session, why? Man, I don't know. Do you know <laughs> why? All throughout my journey on the way home from work, I was saying I think his name's going to be Habian because of the J. I think it's going to be pronounced H. So I was like, whatever you do, don't say Javian, don't say Javian, don't say J. J. Say Habian. And then when we actually asked you before we started recording, you said no, it's actually Javian. And what I've done, I've gone and fucked it straight away. <laughs> There you go. Typical. Order. Sorry, you don't forgive you. You you don't need TikTok to make enemies. You can just come on to chat shit and get fit, and you know. And we can just abuse you. We could uh, just not call you the right name. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you guys are on my shit list already. Like it, we can have a falling out straight away. 
But no, <laughs> yeah. don't don't pick don't pick on me. I'm, ah, I'm too fragile. I genuinely, about, I would just cry. Talk about <laughs> shit lists. The first um, I've actually spoke been speaking to Jay for quite some time now, and um, I don't know if you remember Jay, but when we first kind of contacted each other, we both just started for mutual friends. Like I started following you, you started following me, yeah. but we never actually spoke to each other. And then out of the blue one day, I went on one of my rants. Uh, it was about our mutual friend, Athlete X, Jeff Cavalier. Yeah, yeah. And guy. And, uh, oh, you would say that, Andy, just to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, um, you know, I went on like a, a bit of a rant about Jeff Cavalier from Athlete X. And then the next minute thing I know, I get a, a DM, a private message from you saying like, uh, oh, well, what's wrong with Athlete X? And I thought, oh, here we go. It's one of his super fans. I'm going to end up arguing with this guy, uh, but I'll tell him why I don't like him anyway. So I started rattling off points and I was, I was prepared to get into an argument with you because I was expecting you to be like some kind of super fan. And to my shock and my surprise, you actually turned around and you was like, oh, okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to look into that further. And I didn't know what to do because by that point, I was just so used to arguing with people online that I'd never actually spoken to anyone that like would just kind of think critically. <laughs> yeah. And ever since, like, we kind of just like got on since, haven't we? And I mean, I know you come to me for things like uh, exercise related. I've gone to you about nutritional things related, um, especially on the socioeconomic side of things. Not yeah. so long ago, I, actually, I did actually ask you for your opinion on something to do with socioeconomic. As you spat out that biscuit. Yeah, as I spat out the biscuit. <laughs> no, not only that, but I didn't even spit it into like a food wastage bin. I spat it into the you recycling. Spat on the floor. No, oh, on the floor. Recycling. I actually spat it into my hand, oh and my then I threw God. it into the recycling bin. <laughs> it was the closest thing to me. <laughs> you are an animal, aren't you? But just, just so you know, I did just dig into my recycling bin with my hands and put it into the proper bin. Now, I bet you he just picked the whole recycling bin and just put it into his yeah. normal bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm going through it, it's like a pick and taste. I'm just tasting random things from the recycling bin. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm Ooh. all for socioeconomics, you know. Save food. <laughs> Save the food. Right, we're six minutes in. We haven't even started yet. So <laughs> I think we should get into, today's, get into today's episode. We're not actually talking about socioeconomics, or we might be. We might do it at some point, but we're not talking about it mainly. We're not talking about TikTok. We're talking about the Mediterranean diet. And the reason we've got uh, Jay on is because he... He, he loves it, and I've spoken to him before, and he said he, he knows quite a lot about it, so it made sense to hit, get him on, because I don't think... Have any of us ever done it? Have you done it, Andy? I I have never heard of this until we started saying that we were oh, really? going to... Yeah, until we said that we were going to have you on. I, I genuinely never heard of it. It wasn't a thing. Okay. I'd heard of it. Um, yeah, I'd heard, I, of, I'd it heard of it quite some time back, actually, but when I first heard of it, I thought, oh, God, what the fuck is it? Whenever I hear xyz diet, straight away I think, oh, it's some kind of gimmick. If you put a label to a diet, straight away to me it can be kind of a gimmick but when it was only like about a year ago i went and started reading up into it and um actually yeah it's like a just a spoiled uh, conclusion of the podcast it's a pretty sound diet really yeah it's pretty traditional as well isn't it because if you think the clues in the name of the title yes. isn't it? mediterranean it's basically the traditional healthy habits of countries that border the mediterranean sea you know you've got people like france i think it was it france greece italy spain to name a few london but London, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Everyone in London's eating fish. Well, uh, it's um, it's weird though because it, if you notice, it varies quite a lot, doesn't it, by region? So people's different cultures, people's different religions. Oh, of course, it's going to have their own economic little status. Their, their yeah, so it's not like one set diet. The actual diet seems to change wherever you are along that border. Really, where it depends on where where you live, and it's not as like clear cut as certain diets where it's like, eat this, eat that. So uh, looking at the things that um, it sort of eats, it's actually quite um quite close to what my wife she's from poland and uh this is the sort of stuff they eat a lot of fish and that sort of thing and not a lot of meat it's more you know what i mean yeah, like, a lot of legumes yeah, nuts of, yeah, veg, like fruit, veg, stuff, yeah. yeah really really like high fruit and veg as well yes so Bill, quite I think similar you, i think you outlined it pretty well where you said that it's high in, high in fruit and vegetables legumes nuts beans uh you know uh, whole grains fish and you, the most important part is the un, unsaturated fats which is yeah. the most essential part of this whole entire puzzle. And um, you put usually low intake of meat and dairy. Yes and no. I mean, it depends on where you're at. And Yeah, because I said it varies, isn't it, on region? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, you know, and we'll get more into the, the meat and dairy aspect uh, uh, and further along, you know, the conversation as well. Yeah, because we all know milk's, milk's bad for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, super bad. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Unless... like, oh, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Unless you get it directly <laughs> from the teat. Where it's, it's natural. What about it's breast not milk? Being, uh, oh, 
Uh, that is got to be for another episode. <laughs> we got to do a practical first. Practical. Oh, <laughs> oh, I say as Andy sips some really dodgy looking liquid. Oh my oh, god, is Andy? Is that monster? Is that monster in a bottle? <laughs> yeah, monster in a monster in a bottle. You put a can of monster. Why would you in a tip bo- it into a bottle? It no, comes in a pre-made uh, can. It's lime juice. I'm sorry, it's lime juice. No, you were trying what? to hide it from Jay, uh, weren't you? I'm trying to be the epitome That's why of the health. kids were awake, because they've stolen his monster and a coffee. That's what? a cup of tea. Jesus Christ. You've got a cup of tea, and that's such a that's such like an English thing to do, isn't it? Sip a monster and then have a, have a cup of tea <laughs> And after. have a monster. Or caffeine. Or their caffeine. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, yeah, I live on it. Sorry, guys. I mean, going back to the Mediterranean diet... One thing I particularly like, so first of all, going back to what I said earlier, and that is I don't usually like it when someone labels a diet straight away because usually that means there's some kind of protocol you have to stick to or something's been eliminated. And like when we talk about things like the paleo diet, at first it's like, oh, this sounds like quite a decent diet, but of course, you know, oh, no, you're not allowed to eat grains, etc. Whereas with the Mediterranean diet, it's it's pretty well-rounded. There's nothing that they really say you, you cannot inherently, you know, not have so you know you you can have bread you can have pasta don't get me wrong they do say to kind of like limit it does seem that you have to limit refined sugars etc which let's be honest i'm not that's a normal recommendation for most people i'm not against i'm not against refined sugars at all but you know it's one of those things where if it's something you can try and avoid you know you know go for it yeah. They don't limit alcohol either, do they? Most of these diets cut alcohol, don't they? This is, you're allowed to have red wine normally, I would have thought. They, the they, Mediterranean, they love wine these, Jesus. I mean, yeah, they so. love it, don't they? The thing is, though, it says avoid. you know what I mean? It's not like... it's just They just they just know that it's it's avoiding, you know? It's not like, you must not have... It, yeah. it doesn't seem it's so like a guideline. regimental, you know? It's just like a Which, basic guideline rather than being inherently saying you should not have this. And do you think, is that one of the reasons why it's probably... Because I, I look at maybe not one of them diets that people can like cling on to and make their own and like make these fads out of them on the internet and stuff like that is it because it's quite quite a a, a normal diet in, it's, in, it's it's in pretty respect? flexible it's it's yeah. really yeah. flexible um and the thing is like uh i think tom said brilliantly there's or somebody else said i'm not sure if uh because everybody was talking <laughs> uh you, one you of those fucking to... red coats because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like there's nothing to exclude like there's nothing that you're outwardly trying to exclude and making an excuse and justification for you're just saying you know what you should might you might want to avoid uh refined sugar or, or you know eating too much of, of sodium or drinking too yeah. much alcohol or smoking or something like that and that makes sense like that's something that i think most of us can agree to and agree with um so I, that's what i really like about it. it's really flexible there's no set guidelines as to this is exactly a Mediterranean diet or this is not. It's really flexible. There's many different ways to do a Mediterranean diet. What we'll do then is we'll go into what we normally do is we go for a list of claims that most diets seem to take from. We'll break it down and see if this diet is good at doing this this certain claim. So we'll start with the first one, which is the most common one everyone talks about when it comes to a diet, and that's weight loss. So what do we think then? Do we think this diet is superior over other diets for weight loss? Um, I mean... <sighs> At the end of the day, you can lose weight on any diet as long as it puts you into a calorie deficit. This should be basic knowledge by now. What we've got to remember is that this isn't a diet specifically made for weight loss. You know, it is more of a cultural and a, uh, you know, it's a regional diet as well. Well, more than regional, obviously it goes by continent to continent. But I mean, it's, can you lose weight on a Mediterranean diet? Yeah, sure. If you're in a calorie deficit, of course you can. It, it does help in a sense that obviously you get to fill up there's on things like yeah there's a lot of choice there's a lot of fruit there's a lot of vegetables there isn't a lot of restriction now in regards to let's say if you are looking to lose weight but you want to retain as much muscle mass as possible don't get wrong there is opportunity to insert protein into the diet of course with fish etc but i do think maybe there could be a little bit more emphasis on protein but uh, as jay already said it's quite you, you know, yeah, you say that's it's quite expensive though. Diet, if you're, if you're relying on fish, if you're relying uh, on fish for your protein, because you say it's getting here, a bit expensive. It says here you can do like chicken, duck, turkey. Hmm. Oh yeah, eggs, it's a guideline. Like chicken eggs, yeah. quails eggs, duck eggs. You know, so there's still like you got like your cheese and stuff like that in there. So there's still quite a lot. And I think um, like if you're trying this or you're going to do this, I think there's a lot more to play with. Like when you talk like when we looked at like the keto and sort of stuff like that, you're sort of limited to a set amount of things that you can have because they're like rigidly anal with fucking shit like that yeah um it's flexible like you just said yeah 
and people can play so much more. There's so much, and, and people's enthusiasm comes out and their flavour for cooking, stuff like that. There's a lot more to play with, I, I, what I've been looking at anyway so Wouldn't far. Wouldn't you say you'd have to limit your intakes of meats and cheese? Because I feel like if you're having all these, these all this chicken, duck, bub, X, X, Y, Z, you're just beca- it's becoming a normal balanced diet. There's nothing really Mediterranean about it. You're just eating Technically, everything. Mediterranean diet is just a balanced diet, really, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. I think what people get, um, they get confused is that when it says limit intake of like red meat it's because of the saturated fat content yeah and, okay, yeah. and the the overly processed red meat um because of its connection with uh colorectal cancer uh, i th- yeah. don't think i said that right but you know it's a no, specific no, type of cancer oh good yeah so i think that's what people usually mean when they say you know limit okay. intake of red meat um for that for that sense but um, there's no set you, you it's a low pro low protein diet it's not a low protein diet um, I don't even think it's a low fat diet or a low carb diet it's really no. like you definitely get a lot of unsaturated fat aren't you loads of olive oil and stuff like that and- yeah yeah you are do you know what? A while back um, I mean since we're still on the topic of uh, weight loss I think one thing that you know the Mediterranean diet does have like a bit of a advantage with, and it is who who was it? Was it you, Bill? You said it's a tradition. The diet is founded by yeah, tradition. Yeah, quite traditional, isn't it? You know, yeah. when we consider things like mindful eating, so mindful eating is where you're not just sitting down with your dinner and you're just shoving your food without giving it a second thought whilst you're watching reruns of The Simpsons. I've just described my eating habits. A hundred percent. That's but, how um, I grew up, man. But with <laughs> the Mediterranean diet, it's a it's a part of the, the, the lifestyle and, and, you know, culture and tradition where you sit down. Uh, it tends sit to be a table. Yeah, you sit around the table with family, you know, yeah. friends, uh, build a glass of red wine, you know. I'm probably being really, really like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stereotypical here. But no, it's like, it does seem to be involved with mindful eating. Those that follow the Mediterranean diet, they, they'll sit down with their food. They're quite mindful of it. They take their time with it. They savour it. No, you know... Families in Mediterranean, you know, don't get wrong, probably not all of them, but if it is like a traditional family thing where they all get together for food, it's not like they're doing this big old Mediterranean dish and then just going and sit in front of the TV. Well, they take about a couple of hours in these countries. If you go to other countries, they're very surprised when they speak to British people how quickly we eat. We have a meal, five minutes done. They'll spend two hours with their family yeah. and friends yeah, it's eating an a event, meal, drinking isn't it? wine. Yeah, so it's a very slow, you know, enjoyable process. It's, it's one thing that the UK's never really done well. We just sort of sit down, eat and fuck off. Where um, where people actually use use it as their how's your day been you know what you've been up to the day and and getting together and that's sort of where everybody's lives come together and that focal point is normally around food anyway just yeah. not in the UK. Wow, you guys would love America. It's the same fucking shit, if not worse. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's go 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 go. You know, dog that yeah. shit down. Get to your next job. We're very get to similar, your next aren't work. we? UK and the US. Yeah. 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 Don't chew. Just get down, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing my geography is pretty you know shit so i don't know if it's part of the mediterranean it probably definitely isn't you know maybe i'm correct but uh chile uh, the country chile I, I don't know where it is on the map no Ch- chile. Oh, that's, no, that's it's latin not, america that's yeah, latin america that's, yeah sorry that's latin but, america, yeah. but it's the same kind of thing where you know latin america like um food is like very traditional so cultural it's a big family thing as well and I used to have uh, friends from Chile. I remember, so this going way off of the whole Mediterranean thing here, but it sticks with the whole point of family and tradition with their food. And when I used to go to my friend's house, uh, who were all Chilean, and they'd put on a, like every every dinner, every lunch, it was like an event. You would think it was Christmas. Everyone would get around the table. There'd be no TVs. There'd be nothing, no Nintendo. Because we're talking about the 90s now, so Nintendo was still a thing. Well, it still is now. But, um, you know, it was like, it was an event. Everyone would sit around. It would be like a, a, a two-hour thing at dinner time. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's why the point I wanted to make with the, tradi- the whole traditional aspect of the Mediterranean diet is that it's it's quite linked to mindful eating where you sit down, you take your time with your food, you enjoy what you're eating, and you're not just like shovel, 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 and then still feeling hungry afterwards because you haven't taken time to mentally process that I have just eaten. Because there's actually you say they don't have a lot of fast food then in these places because obviously fast the fast food industry causes a lot of you could argue it it's, it's linked with you know things like obesity and obviously in them countries you reckon they have it well, as much I mean they probably do when I went to when I went to Rome I literally had a McDonald's next to my hotel <laughs> but that's a, <laughs> that's a that's an N one case so you know that's just me yeah, that's yeah. for tourists isn't it Rome is a tourist place I'm on about like the actual oh, yeah. the other places in these countries where it's not full of tourists I'm not aware of the epidemiology of other countries I'm sorry. <laughs> 
No, but would you say it's more like, because um, I know in Poland they have it, but they're still very, do you know, like the UK, probably the US as well. We don't, we're sort of growing up and it's it's about yourself where you don't look at your family, you don't listen to your nan as much and that, and it's just like, yeah, whatever, you're fucking nut and stuff like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but sort of, I look I look to Poland and that. My my wife, you know, when, when her great-grandmother says it's dinner time, there's no no ex- do you know I mean you don't you don't bat an eyelid you sit down you wait until she brings you your food tradition and is it's still a long important. process and and that tradition is there the respect and is is there whereas it's probably not I don't know about the US but I don't think it is we're very I think we're a very selfish nation uh, so that sort of tradition is sort of dead in 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 the UK's eyes I think anyway is would you say that's in the US as well um, yeah it definitely is in the US I mean I have a different culture so like. You know, I'm Hispanic, so kind of like what Tom was saying with, uh, you know, Chile, it's it's different with uh, Caribbean cultures because I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican. Those are two two countries in, in the Caribbean. So it's more of that traditional values. Like you said, you sit down, you talk to your family, you eat. There's no TV um, at home. Like when I'm not in my grandmother's house at home, that's it's kind of whatever. It's kind of like free for all. I watch TV. As you go. Yeah, it's, it's not. There's, there's nothing like you can say a difference between cultures then. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're more individualistic. So, you know, like those type of cultures are more collectivist where they appreciate looking out for each other, family. Mm. Uh, us, as as far as the UK and the US, I, I find that we're more individual values. We, we take personal responsibility. When we fuck up, we usually blame ourselves more than you know attributing certain things to our family like you don't you're not successful and say you know what it's because of my family is i was successful for for many people you're like it's because of the work i did yeah, you know? yeah. and then you go to an asian country and they they constantly give praise to their parents and their ancestors and, and their family and etc yeah hmm. so why why the mediterranean is it is it because that's what you've been brought up on or have you tried experimenting with other other diets and that? So it's nothing far away from what I usually do with our, with my family as far as um, eating whole foods, eating, you know, good quality protein, you know, fish, less saturated fat just by choice. And then when I read into it, because I was like, I was reading into veganism, you know, vegetarian arguments. And I, I found out I'm like this Mediterranean diet. I'm like, this, this sounds really like the best of all worlds, right? It's not extremist. It's really flexible. And like anyone can fucking do it if you really like put yeah. that, you know, have that opportunity yeah, to do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that's what I really like. That, so that's what the sustainability aspect, like it was easy for me to sustain because it's like, it's already what I'm doing and it's not mind fuck, not mind numbingly hard. It's not like I have to eat less than 50 grams of carbs a day or some dumb shit. Basically you, you, you accidentally became a part of diet culture. <laughs> Oh. Accidentally. <laughs> oh. 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 You, ac- shit. You, you accidentally chose a diet. <laughs> Weight stigma. Yeah. <laughs> Stigmatizing other people who are not part of the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Go. Oh. <laughs> so, you two. I, I was you doing Mediterranean. I didn't even know. Make your, own, <laughs> make your own Instagram. I just hurt everybody. You two would. Oh, man. To, to be fair, I've, I've accidentally been following a junk food diet for years. <laughs> i don't think you're alone tom if i if Same. i'll be i'll be honest with you if i slightly tilt my webcam and you can kind of see my box of kfc there from earlier <laughs> oh. oh my god it was a chinese last week it's a kfc this look, week fucking old tom look, yeah, yeah i like to, <laughs> i like to be um, i like to broaden my cultural horizons <laughs> <laughs> look china you. to the u.s he'll, he'll, he'll know what it'll be next week how cultured are you? Oh. Right, we'll move on to the next one then uh, before we spiral out of control. Uh, this is a pretty important one, especially because Jay mentioned it earlier about the high intakes of unsaturated fat. And this is where this links to this next point. And that's heart health. So there's lots of data kind of showing that high intakes of unsatur- unsaturated fat over saturated fat is going to improve things like reduce risks of CHD. And it's going to lower your bad cholesterol, which is LDL. Um, but it's more commonly known as bad cholesterol. And these are two things that you think, oh, it's good, isn't it? If, you, if you're having lots of unsaturated fat, you're going to lower your risk of you know, heart, heart attacks. You're going to lower your risk of you know, bad cholesterol. It sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Jay, have you got any, have you got any 
solid data on this because I know you, um, you you love your. I, I do, guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send my notes to you guys to probably put in the show yeah. notes. Um, but clearly, replacing saturated fat with polyunsaturated fat leads to the largest reductions in cardiovascular disease outcomes. So uh, I think the best systematic review that I've read on the topic so far is by Briggs et al. It's called the Saturated Fatty Acids and Cardiovascular Disease Replacements for Saturated Fat to Reduce Cardiovascular Risk. And so essentially, they, they went over what I just talked about. Um, and specifically, I'll give you a specific example. You replace 5% of a person's dairy fat. I'm not saying that dairy fat's bad, but it's usually higher in saturated fat. Replace 5% with isocaloric amounts of polyunsaturated fat, right, for one of the studies that they did, um, that they included in the systematic review. It decreases coronary heart disease uh, risk by 26% and cardiovascular disease by 24%. 5% yeah, reduction in saturated fat intake well dairy saturated fat intake with polyunsaturated fat and you get that reduction so just imagine that's a huge reduction in like risk but at the end of the day it's just a small but yes a small percentage of just the change necessarily needed to make those big reductions i mean we have kind of spoken about uh, saturated fat on our it's probably an episode we should have had you on before jay it was on the carnival, carnival. Diet. yeah that would have been fun yeah. but we you know, still to this day, like I think we can redo it. <laughs> well, just do it again. Well, Bill's still trying to reach out to oh, what's his fucking name um, on Instagram? Oh. Carnivorelius. Carnivorelius. Fucking knob. Oh yeah. Oh man. No, no. Guy, we man. were just trying to get him on for an argument and a fight. You know, we didn't know about TikToks <laughs> back then. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, no, like, still to this day, like, there are so many people at loggerheads with a whole saturated fat, um, you know, conversation in regards to, oh, has it been overblown or does it actually cause, you know, uh, mortality risks, etc. And I think the latest one is, um, so I, I know you're a fan of him as well, but one of the best guys I follow for this subject is Alan Flanagan. And um, ironically, like, someone at uh, my gym the other day just turned around and said to me, like, what, what do you think about uh, Stan Effordin? And the first thing that popped into my mind, Stan Effordin is like a fucking, you know, top tier bodybuilder, etc. But he's a big proponent of like, um, you know, saturated fat. And the first thing that popped into my mind was, oh, fuck me, Stan Effordin. He's the cunt that was like trying to sin saturated fats praises. And all I could think of then was uh, Alan Flanagan turning him a new arsehole in the comment section. But yeah, I mean, it's something we kind of touched on in our carnivore episode. And uh, yeah, I mean... In relation to the Mediterranean diet, you know, don't get me wrong, it, it's not demonising fats, but it's one of those things where are just trying to lower that saturated fat intake, which once again, you can't go really wrong with it, can you? No, 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 of course not, not at all. And the thing is, is that we're, when we say reduce saturated fat, we're not saying do not eat any saturated fat. We're just saying eat less than for the U.S. dietary guidelines is 10% of total calorie intake. Yeah, temp, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, that we're not saying, like, you cannot have saturated fat. We're saying is it shouldn't make up majority of your diet. Similarly, how uh, refined sugar shouldn't make up majority of your diet. I don't think anyone would really disagree with that, but people take these narratives and they take it to extremes all the time. Yeah, where no matter what the dosage is, it's going to kill you or cause these problems. Not take into account at the end day the it's, it's the dosage that makes that poison. Yeah, and I, I see. I, oh, God. oh, I was going to say what Bill said that was extremely important was connecting saturated fat to increases of LDL, and LDL we know is causative yeah. for atherosclerosis. Um, as a, yeah, that's a huge. That is guaranteed. That's like proven. Well, isn't yeah, it? Not proven, have you noticed we spoke right. about the carnivore yeah, diet yeah, there? Not proven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carnivore diet is they they always say that things like LDL are fine because obviously they have a high saturated fat intake in their diet and they're always like ldl is fine there's nothing wrong with it it's actually great for you blah blah blah. then we've got data which completely is on the contrary and you're just like well how do you argue that and i, I well when people are so fixated on what they love you that you can't you know what i mean it's like head in the sand type thing isn't it that no one wants to hear the news what i find with nutrition one of the main things that always is always worried me in the past is because there's so much information out there. And, and when you look, and I, like I say, I've only just started looking into like meta-analysis meta and stuff like that. Even I'm struggling to understand it. So for someone that's just trying to get it 
to themselves with with the way that social media, the platforms like TikTok and uh, Instagram and everything, like, even Facebook, the the way that people can literally spin whatever they want the way they want. Oh it, yeah, it can Jury be very pick. very scary and daunting to people, and and that yeah. I don't think people know which way to look. We've spoken about cherry picking, haven't we, before? Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's it's massively cherry picked, and like that carnival diet, we know that doing what he's doing is probably going to rip him up in twenty years' time, but. Where he is right now, he's like, yeah, I look good. What's it matter? And, it, and he preaches the now, 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 not what we know in later time is going to fuck you yeah, up. Yeah, I think, Andy, you hit on it perfectly because, you know, we – I think as fitness professionals, we think so immediately. We want immediate results. But when you become realistic, you realize that health is deeper than just a six-pack abs and that over the long term, the chronic period of time – what we do ultimately matters for, for long-term health outcomes. When it comes to cardiovascular disease, yeah, you're not going to get a heart attack probably two years from now from eating too much saturated fat. Probably, probably not. But later down the line, you're talking about 20, 30 mm. years, you're eating sticks of butter every single day. That's probably going to add up and it's probably going to be a problem. Yeah, in your coffee. That risk increases, Yeah, it? it does. It does. It's like it's a long-term a scary thought. It's a scary thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? With anything, it's moderation, but people, they go hard when they're younger because they don't see any immediate um, issues with it. But then as you get older, obviously, it all catches up for you once and then people normally fold in half and they get to about 70. They're like, oh, shit. And then again, <laughs> and again, we want that quick answer of, what do I do need to change this? Well, about 30 years ago, you should have stopped yeah. eating butter. Do you know what I mean? Sticks of butter every day. <laughs> by, by the kilo. Oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's really... And now it's going in your coffee. <laughs> just disclaimer, there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with butter in moderation. We're not saying butter's terrible, but just don't start smashing it in your coffee yeah, every day. It's disgusting, honestly. <laughs> Do you know what my my sister in law the other day, she actually um messaged me and she said, Oh, I I put butter in my coffee the other day and I thought Oh, first of all I thought, Oh, here we fucking go. Because I'll just let I'll just let loose if the family or not I'll just let loose. <laughs> and I turned around and I said, "Look, you do know that's fucking stupid, right? There's no like, there's there's no evidence behind like you know the fat loss properties, etc." And she was just like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, there's no fucking evidence." And she went, "Evidence for what?" And I went, <laughs> "Fat loss." And she went. No, I just do it to like the taste of it. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Put you back in your box. Like, oh, what is wrong with people? Disgusting. Jesus Christ. Yeah. As you were eating out of a bin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It must be in the gotcha. family top. <laughs> That's the moment. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, so the next one you guys wanted to talk about was Alzheimer's and uh, dementia. Am I getting that right for number... Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, because I saw some evidence for it. And I was a bit skeptical. I'm not sure. I mean, what have you seen about it, Jay? Because I, I did see some so data. I looked it, but... over um, the study that you pointed out, and you know, of course, yeah. it was an observational type of study. So you know, there's clear yeah. limitations with that for the people at home. Um, there's many different factors that you know could possibly lead to Alzheimer's or dementia. So it's not like a pinpoint. You do this and you'll get it, or you don't do this and you won't get it. It's really a lot of different factors. What I found interesting was um, related to unsaturated fats, specifically omega threes. Um, you know DHA. There seems to be a preventative sort of deal when it comes to Alzheimer's because as it relates to inflammation, we know omega threes have some anti-inflammatory properties. Um, I think. The systematic review that I looked at was from Thomas et al. I'll send it to you guys. But essentially, it's saying that, listen, there's certain pathways for inflammation related to Alzheimer's. Um, Omega-3s can possibly help with this. We're not totally sure yet, but it's promising. It's a promising area of research. That's interesting. We have to keep keep an eye on that. Would you also agree with, because I looked at some stuff and it said, naturally, if you follow the diet quite, um, how to put it, traditionally, you're going to naturally lower things like blood sugar, uh, blood pressure, sorry, and LDL. And if you naturally lower those things, I think they've got links to Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, they improving. do. So so yeah. hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, like all of these other, uh, I guess, chronic lifestyle-related illnesses are related to Alzheimer's. So it's like if you decrease uh, the chances of getting those chronic illnesses, it's a possibility that you can decrease the risk of Alzheimer's. It's not certain. I'm not saying 100% certain, but it makes a lot of logical sense, you know? But again, I don't know. I... As usual, more research is required. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see why people wouldn't want to go down this road. I'm like, I. I'm not one to talk because every episode I'm probably either eating cheesecake or biscuits <laughs> or something really bad. 
Uh, but if you are worried about this, this is definitely like look at these show notes, look at these reviews, and like build your own sort of your own opinion on this, and uh, and if it's and speak to these guys here because they are the fucking. Because these nuts. are all pieces of puzzle, aren't they? All these stuff, all these different things that we're going to reduce are all going to link back to these bigger sort of diseases we're talking of about. And they'll all have a knock-on effect, one, big, one to the other. Puzzle, in there. Yeah. If, you're, if you're like if you're reducing one, you're going to be reducing two, three, four more in the process, aren't you? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think I said it last podcast with another person. It's the cascade of behaviors. That's what I like to call it. So if you're having a whole bunch of healthier behaviors, you know, that compounds and that ultimately helps you in the long run. So if you're not drinking, you're not smoking, you're physically active, you know, you're eating a relatively nutritious uh, diet, you know, those can attribute to a decreased risk of a whole bunch of other diseases later on the line. It doesn't make it absolutely not going to happen ever, but it helps your chances. Definitely. I think you made a really good point there, Joe, about things like smoking and drinking because a lot of people go on these diets, but all they do is they'll smoke packs of cigarettes a day, they'll drink loads, they'll be in a stress, stressful environment, and then they'll think, oh, but I'm on this diet, so I'm going to be healthy. But it's like, well, look at the other factors that come into play here. Do you know, you know what? It's... In hindsight, I was talking about epidemiology earlier on, and perhaps something to kind of look into is uh, what other lifestyle factors are going on in regards to people from the Mediterranean, not just in regards to their diet, but, you know, like the amount of smoking, alcohol consumption, uh, you know, Mediterranean, getting out, walking them in your vitamin D under the sun, etc. There's all these other yeah, they factors. Get lot, they get a lot of it, I mean, they? even like psychologically, things like stress, emotional health, if you're surrounded by family, I'm, a sh- I'm going way out on a whim here and probably going well above my station. But chances are, you know, you might have less stresses in life, etc. I mean, being from the Mediterranean just, just seems like a pretty fucking... <laughs> chill lifestyle <laughs> yeah i've never been there so you guys probably know way more than i do well whenever whenever i go on holiday they don't seem to fucking work hard so yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just had insulted an entire region of the world so, we are adding to our list of people that is that is we've got a, we, so a bit of a spoiler alert we're gonna kind of reveal this on our christmas episode wasn't we but so far we've got a list going for all the people we have offended oh man and um, you know, fucking hell, that is a that is a big list we've just had to add there. And a big list, isn't it? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'll just. Cheers, on, mate. I've got like a red pen. No, I'm not even sorry. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm just cross off that part of the globe and say nope. Yeah. Andy can't travel there anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll um we'll move on to the next one then, guys. So this is the big one that always comes up every diet, and that is that's cancer. We've spoken about before how. Cancer is obviously very complex and it's very hard to pinpoint diets to to help him with cancer. But what I, what I did look at, there's a few, obviously a few studies on it as there are always going to be with diets and cancer. But I always think if you naturally follow it again traditionally, higher intakes of fruit and veg and whole grains, whole grains are important. They are linked to yeah. um, to um, benefits with regards to do cancer. You, do, sure you remember, you do you remember we had a previous episode where we talked about the relation of high fibre intakes yeah, high fiber and uh, yeah. mitigation of cancer. So, first of all, let's just say no. Is that colorectal cancer. Yes, colorectal cancer. But first of all, can we just yeah. like just start with a quick disclaimer and say you know there is because people do claim it. There is no diet out there that is going to cure cancer. Yep. I'm right. sorry, but it's not going to happen. Right. But there is some you know there is evidence to show that as me and Bill just kind of spoke about you know high fiber intake is associated with um, lower risks of uh, yeah colorectal yeah. cancer it's all about lowering the risk isn't it because if cancer is going to happen it normally just happens because it's such a complex um a disease yeah, really, isn't it? it's wake a virus up, there, yeah you know it's, it's yeah. one of the things yeah it's shit but it's true yeah so i think what's what's really um does this study relate to cancer okay yeah so i found one that you know, was looking at a meta-analysis of different health statuses of those who follow the Mediterranean diet um, by Francisco et al. I'll send that one to you as well. Um, the, it was a decreased incidence of mortality from cancer by 6% for individuals who followed the Mediterranean diet. Again, that's not huge. And like we said, it depends on many different factors. But we see the trend that this can be a helpful approach for a long-term disease risk and outcomes just like physical activity exercise i'm sure if we put up a few studies on exercise we'll find a decreased risk of cancer mortality or cancer rates um you know something along those lines for sure yeah all i think we've concluded with on the cancer one is is once again, data is always limited in in what it is because cancer is also and cancer is obviously very complex. As a reason they've not got a, a solid cure for it as of yet, really. And as mentioned before, as well, other lifestyle factors such as smoking and alcohol. Yeah, other lifestyle. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, and 
yeah, they're not related to one dot, are they? Um, if you do want any more questions on that, obviously you can get in touch because that is quite an important one. But as Todd did say, there is no diet out there which is going to inherently cure you of cancer. So if someone, some absolute zealot says to you, yeah, this diet is going to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the alkaline don't, don't diet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah. alkaline diet. Yeah, we had a good, we had a good episode <laughs> yeah, on that, didn't we? We, we touched up on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, man. Next one, coming away from diseases of, of such, we'll talk about sporting performance. So... I'll quickly touch on something I saw, and it was it's a small little thing. I've just, I saw it a few times pop up, though, so that's why I thought I'd mention it. And that was that there it was a little study that looked at 11 men and women. Uh, they did a 5K run, and basically they reduced their time or improved their time, wherever you want to put it, by 6% after only a few days on the med diet. Um, they had no anaerobic benefit though on this on this study, which was interesting. But yeah, they had a they improved by six percent, which doesn't seem like a lot really. So it feels like that could have just been from any factors. I'm not really sure, but that's the one that seems to get quoted all the time when they talk about oh, sporting benefits of the med diet. These people improve their five k run time, and it's like well, by six percent. I mean, a few days is a few days enough time. I haven't actually, I haven't seen the study, so you know that's a good start. But I mean, kind of going off of what you just <laughs> said to me, like I. I can't really put that down to the Mediterranean diet. There's so many different factors. I mean, we're not taking on board things like sleep, you know. After or, a few days as well. Is, yeah, that, is that enough time for it, it to really make a difference? probably because it was just windy and then it was in their direction they were running. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as I said, other factors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, was they wearing rollerblades or, you know, was that in the control group? Was, was rollerblades involved? Rollerblades. Yeah, skates. I don't know. Um, but, you know. And obviously it was only 11 people as well, wasn't it? So it's obviously Don't get me wrong. I mean, in regards to sports performance, it's still like an all-round good diet. I mean, you're getting your carbohydrates, you know, you're getting your micronutrients in, you're getting protein as well. So, yeah, for sports performance, it's still a pretty decent diet. Jay, when you looked at, did you see any data? When I looked at some of the data, I noticed a lot of it was in young people. So a lot of it was in like school kids and high school athletes and stuff. I didn't see much on the the older Mediterranean population. So, so in terms usually of their sport uh, when I look at the Mediterranean diet, uh, I didn't, my first thing didn't come to sports performance because I'm I'm be honest with you guys. You guys are smarter than when it comes to that shit than I am because I'm not I'm not interested in sports performance. But I did humor and like looked into it. I saw um you know of course a few on youths as you said. I, I think I saw one on uh, older individuals. Um, but you know like as far as like does it improve? Uh, you know, anaerobic performance and stuff like that. And there's nothing really like crazy to show that this is like superior than. No, I, no, I, I think when it comes to diet and sports performance, I really like to go back to the ISSN um, statement about that, uh, about diet and stuff like that and performance. And it's really, it's really about finding what works for the athlete given the specific uh, the demands of the sport that they're doing. So, uh, you know, an athlete in this sport is probably not going to eat the same as in, in another sport because there's different demands from energy. Um, but I, I think we can agree a balanced diet of carbohydrates, of, you know, fats, mostly polyunsaturated fats and meat. Well, not meat, but like protein, um, quality sources of protein. Let's add that uh, can help with sports performance in general. But Jay, Carnivore Aurelius says that we should eat loads of red meat and liver and we'll be super athletes. So I don't I don't know what you want to say to that, mate. I mean, oh, gladiators. Gladiators only eat meat, uh, only eat meat apparently. What a load of shit. You know, you know what gets me about that shit? It's like people in the past ate what, what was available. So like if yeah. you, you know, we're, we're, we're omnivores, right? This is why I keep trying to explain to people. We ate what was available. Mm. We didn't eat purely one way or the other. Our ancestors didn't go around saying, you know what? Um, there's only, uh, you know, strawberries here. Some be just a, a, a fruititarian or something like that. Like, no, they didn't fucking say that. They were like, this is available. Can I eat this? Yes, I can. All right, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And it's that simple. I mean, as humans, yeah, we're, back, back. I was just going to say, as humans, we're just creatures of opportunity at the end of the day. We'll take what's available to us. Yeah. I, hmm. I just think back then, I don't think that what they were going to eat was on their top of the menu, you know? I thought it was just, like, back then... They'd sort of wake up and go, great, because they only live to, what, 20, 30 years old anyway? That was their <laughs> lifespan. Um, yeah. I don't think they woke up and went, oh, I feel a bit Mediterranean today. <laughs> going to get down that seaside. I don't think that it was like, oh, I'm just going to be a caveman and go full out meat, 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 meat. It, like you say, it was it was clearly whatever they could find when they found it. Their sort of day, I, su- I suspect, would have been get up, eat, 
probably do some fighting and go back to bed. I, I yeah. don't feel that they would have gone to like an internet calf or, you know, like done poetry in the evening. I think they were pretty <laughs> limited on the things they could do. I mean, let's go back to like the Neoprolific times, going way back to, you know, paleo diet now, etc. I mean, I don't think cavemen... Well, you went back there, Tom, didn't you? In your, uh, yeah, time I did, I did go in my time machine. I went back into caveman times Ooh. and, you know, I actually did know a, a caveman and, you know, he'd wake up in the morning and he wasn't quite like, you know, uh, you know, there's like a half-dead saber-toothed tiger he could start tucking his teeth into. You know, he wasn't like a grug no eat that, grug uh, no gluten, you know. <laughs> oh, was he, was he gluten intolerant, was he? <laughs> he? He was, he was, mate. He was gluten intolerant. But, you know, it's just we're creatures of opportunity in the end day. We'll take what's given to us. But we're at that point now where we've, av- we've advanced enough as a society that we can now make decisions, make you know. Yeah. And not, not just in regards to fucking food. But we can decide how we want to travel as well. Travel as well, you know. If you wanted to cross the sea, fucking five hundred years ago, you was only going across the sea in one way, and that was on a fucking boat. <laughs> you know, creatures of opportunity. Now we can choose however we want to go. We can go through boat, air, um, portals, all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> portals, giant catapults, <laughs> flying, flying saucers. Don't forget that one. Yep, flying yeah, flying saucers. <laughs> We've spoken about that many times. <laughs> uh, I think what's important when, when we talk about um, the ancestral diet thing is that we, we sort, of, sort of forget that humans e- can evolve and we had have evolved and we've had, um, you know, changed certain aspects of our diet and better for worse in certain ways. Like, for instance, uh, those of European origin can tolerate lactose more than Asian population. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so it's like we're not quote unquote made to eat a specific way. We ate what was available and we adapted accordingly to what was available. Yes. Um, so that's something that people need to get through their fucking heads. And also different regions of the world didn't have the same food. So you can't say all um cavemen's ate ate this because there were different populations in different sections of the globe, right? It goes to, I talk a lot about how humans can adapt. I usually talk about in the physiological sense of like exercise and posture and you know injury and stuff like that. But on the nutritional side of things, uh, exactly what Jay kind of said. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing when you consider that we we adapted. When I say we, you know, like Europeans, etc. We kind of adapted to be able to tolerate milk and lactose. But yeah, like um, further onwards, there's other places where lactose intolerance is kind of more prevalent because it wasn't as widely taken in regards to milk and dairy etc move on to the final point uh, this is a big one we um, we'll probably get into all sorts of socio-economics as uh <laughs> sometimes bring up we'll talk about the social stuff so start with the big one is it affordable um so when, when people think of the mediterranean diet they normally go straight to fish we've established it's not just fish but people think fish and when you go to the supermarket fish is normally expensive but you can get canned but then again you get the stigma of oh canned fish is bad you should not have canned fish it needs to be fresh what are our thoughts on things like canned fish and is fish affordable so first and foremost canned fish is not quite quote-unquote bad and i usually ask people what they mean by bad and they will say things like mercury and it's like okay what what level of mercury is in in the canned fish that's deadly for me and they usually can't tell me um because they don't fucking know because they're just saying shit that they heard online yeah yeah yeah, it's just you know like you know i think we can agree the dose makes the poison so it's like all right, are, are we worried about mercury? Okay, how much mercury does the fucking fish have, right? Um, because now this much. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have. <laughs> it, it, it's not like the same amount of mercury per per serving um, per fish. Yeah. Even you know, tuna is going to be different than if I get codfish or than if I get salmon. Um, so it's. I don't want to just put a bad label on something. I think canned fish can be a great option for certain people because it's low in calories for tuna fish, right? But it's very high in protein. Um, which is fucking immaculate, like 80, 80 calories for 20 grams of protein for the canned fish that I got. Yeah, like it's, it's fucking great, and it's not that expensive for a lot of people out there. Plus, it's um, easier to store as well. Yeah. You don't got to put I mean, it in one of the things I talk... Yeah, exactly. I mean, in regards to things like socioeconomics, one thing I talk about a lot is in regards to food storage. Not everyone has, um, you know, these 
big jumbo freezers and refrigerators, etc. You know, so things like you know tinned fish, etc. Yeah, because leaving, you know, leaving the cupboard. So yes, yeah, people have got to consider that at the end of the day as well. Yeah, yeah, but it comes. Uh, I'm just jumping off of it. Yeah. But then they talk about like uh, fruit, don't they? Uh, and they say like frozen fruit and veg. They're like, oh, it's the, it's, it doesn't matter. You need to get fresh. Yeah. And fresh is always going to be more expensive. Yeah, we were going to talk about that, actually. Do you know what? Yeah, you've got to jump the gun again. Do you know what? You've done it again, Andy. Sorry. I'm going to do a double jump. The amount of... Double jump? Working in the gym. That's right, Tommy. You crack on, mate. Working in the gym. Just talk over me. Just edit this out later on. But I'm going to... You know, I'm going to... I'm going to talk anyway. Even if it's to myself. But yeah, I mean, from working in the gym, the amount of people that come up to me and talk about nutrition... And I ask them about their fruit and vegetable intake, and they, yeah, they say they don't have time to prepare it, or they don't like to taking so long to chop it up, etc. Ain't got room to store it. The amount of people that are shocked when I say, "Well, have you considered a bag of mixed vegetables, like frozen mixed vegetables? What about a bag of frozen fruit?" And they just look at me as if I've just taken a shit on their Christmas tree. <laughs> they just look at me like, "Wait, I, I can do that. I can have frozen veg." Well, yeah, why the fuck not? Well, in some cases, it's better, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah, well, they, they, well, they, they freeze it when it's isn't fresh. Isn't it bad because it's frozen? Fresh, they're frozen. Like, so these people will fucking happily eat ice cream, but they won't consider eating frozen vegetables or frozen fruit. I understand it. Ta- obviously, the texture of it's different, and the way you prepare it is obviously a bit different. So it might not have the same the same taste if you. But if you're just needing to get some veg for your health benefit, there's nothing wrong with getting a bit yeah. of frozen veg on board. You shouldn't Listen, be scared of it. Any type of vegetable, fruits and vegetables you could get, assuming that it's not rotten or spoiled, is better than nothing. You know, and the problem is yeah. in America, I'm not sure about the UK. The problem in America is people don't eat enough vegetables at all. So they're bitching and complaining about the small shit as far as uh, whether it's frozen or not. But they're not focused on am I eating enough fruits and vegetables for my health? And most of the time they're not. So you're essentially focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, that's true. If we, if we quickly bring it back to fish for a second. What, what if you don't like fish? Could you, could you even do this diet? Would you say this diet might be a bit to do it traditionally, to do it properly as it's kind of like traditionally intended? Would you say not liking fish limits your health success? So I want to I want to get um I want to get the paleo guys and the fucking carnivore guys mad, but you know you could have processed seed oils, you know like olive oil and canola oil, and they are also great sources Ooh. of polyunsaturated fat. I know I'm going to get some people upset with that. And there's also supplements. So you can get the fish oil supplements. Um, there's omega-3 supplements. Um, you know, like you don't have to consume fish if you don't like it. Uh, I think, Bill, aren't you like a vegan or vegetarian? I'm yeah, vegan, so yeah. You, when he wants to be. <laughs> when he wants to be. <laughs> when he wants to be. Here if we go. Down, if he panned around his camera, there'd be McDonald's wrappers everywhere. Oh, shit. I'll go show you my fridge if you want, Andy, mate. <laughs> we'll, take this, we'll take this to the kitchen, mate. You can see my, my oh, lovely fridge. Shit. <laughs> oh, they got you. Um, yeah, but for you, you, you could have, like, you know, fish oil. Uh, well, if you don't want fish oil, there's also algae oil uh, pills now that have, you yeah. know, DHA and stuff like that. And that can be your source of polyunsaturated fats. Um, so it's. There's always sources of everything, isn't there? You've just got to know, you've got to do your education, you've got to do your research, and you can always yeah, find stuff, yeah, you know, whatever definitely. diet you're on. Yeah. De-education, I like that. I'm stealing that. De-education. Yeah, de-education. Let's be honest, a lot of people with their, you know, knowledge, or what they think is knowledge, they need to de-educate themselves realistically, and that's what we try and do with this mm. podcast a lot of times. Yeah, because people think they know one thing, but all they they know is what they've read on Instagram or on Facebook yeah. or Google, and they think that's or, definitely right. What they've read it that, that sort of third, fourth, fifth hand knowledge that have been passed down. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it's kind of been tailored point. to to people. You know, getting bad for it. Doctors, you see loads of doctors online oh, now. Yeah. Just, like, they got a doctor title and they just spout all this shit. But that's like, oh, a part doctor, of the problem. Right. It's like, exactly that. It's that uh, oh, the appeal to authority. Yeah. Where because someone has like a doctorate in something, it's like well, they must know what they're doing. Before it used to be, oh, they have a six pack, so they know what they're doing. Or now it's they have a doctor, so they know what they must be doing. I mean, I've already kind of fucking mentioned, oh, you're going to love this, Jay. You know, Doctor Fun. Oh man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was we even talking about? But but yeah, I mean, we do. Information does get passed down from person to person, and sometimes certain bits of information can get added to that message that might not necessarily be true, or it can get misconstrued along the line, and before you know it. It's, it's basically playing a game of Chinese whispers at the end of the day, where the message gets completely mistranslated yeah. from what it originally meant to be. And I think it circles back to what we originally were talking about, Tom, where it's like, when I came to you and talked to you, it was from a place of trying to learn not to be right. 
you know, because yeah. it, it was I didn't like, know that at the time. <laughs> yeah, because it's like my thing is I'm not comfortable when it came to specific exercise science principles. So I'm not going to pretend that I know what the fuck I'm talking about in that sense. So I'm going to come to you and say, yo, you seem to know what you're talking about and you're or you're saying, you know, X, Y and Z. So why are you saying that? I want to know the, yeah. the justification reasoning why, you know, and you had it and you had the evidence. So that's all yeah. we can ask for. Some people just don't. You know, they're just like some people just say, well, my doctor said it <laughs> or read my article. Like, you know, like, yeah. Oh, Seedman. fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> read the old Seedman. Oh, big yeah. Joel. God, I, I, we should get him on here one day. Just we can oh, yeah. nah. go full send nah. like, Listen here, Joel. <laughs> you get him on here. I'm out. Oh, man. Yeah. Joel, we're here for your, your he'll, live reading. He'll do the podcast article. on a BOSU ball with a weight bait above his head. Wouldn't he? Imagine it. Honestly, yeah. I seen him the other day. We're doing paddles. Like in yeah, a lunch yeah. position doing paddles, I was like, what the? <laughs> kayaking, kayaking on a boat video. <laughs> I shared a video last week of him cracking a whip on the gym floor. Yeah. Like an actual, whip, an actual Indiana Jones whip. What the fuck? Like, at what point do you wake up and go, right, gym bag, protein shake, yep, spare pair of socks. Like, uh, honey, where's my whip? <laughs> yeah, that's not a weird thing, isn't it? You know what they use that like, whip for? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm what I'm scared about is people like him bring these ideas out. Next thing you know, it'll be twenty whips for time on the CrossFit Games. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Mental. <laughs> twenty whips for time. <laughs> CrossFit Games twenty twenty one. You know what I mean? Yeah, but could... to be fair, you know, if it's technically the same thing as a battle rope. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's his thinking, mate. Maybe he just wants to be sat outside I the box. I don't know. Uh, I'll have, battle ropes. I'll have to read the so old school. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as fuck. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. Right. We are just pretty much doing a live commentary of Joel's uh, videos. <laughs> He's the real clown here. He's the real comedian. So I think the next point that you guys made was um, uh, canned beans and uh, buying nuts in bulk. Um, so yeah. pretty much, like, if it's cheap. And, you know, you can store it. Why the fuck not? Why, why wouldn't you do that? You know, yeah, like there's no reason, real reason as to why you shouldn't buy nuts in bulk if it saves you money. And there should be no reason why you shouldn't get canned beans um, it, besides just personal preference. Like if you don't like canned beans and you want to get in the bag or you want to, I don't know, pick it from the fucking plant yourself, do it. You know, like it's not, it's nothing special. It's nothing magical. Um, and for the last one, it's just stigma, isn't it? Stigma to canned foods. It's just like, well, well, we, thing is though, we're learning now. We're learning that that, that stigma, I, th- I think that was a good sort of what, five, five, ten years ago that everything that sort of that sort of housewife, she had to have proud, fresh food. She wouldn't have anything in the cupboards. That sort of thing it was all like, oh, I buy mine daily. It's like Waitrose and that. When now we know that that's just you're just pouring money down the drain. When, when really, like I, I live, we live on these sort of different beans, kidney beans, and all that sort of stuff, and it all banged up in tins in the cupboard because we use them so much. So just, convenient, yeah. As well. And why? Why would I want to spend more money for something that's going to perish twice as quick? Why would I? Why? Why don't I just? It give doesn't the make man, sense. Yeah. Is it? Why don't you give the man my money and say, "Nah, mate, keep it." I do think a lot of it, and I know I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off here, but you know, you got to understand the context of where I'm coming from. But in regards to the people that like spend a, a shitload of money on things like you know, organic, non GMO, etc., it, it does come from a place of privilege. Now, just hear me out. Just hear me out. What I mean by that is that the people that can spend the money on this. They don't have to think twice about spending an extra... Um, sorry, Jay, I'm going to use um, British currency here. But they don't mind having to spend the extra pennies, the extra 50 pence on their, you know, their non-GMO peppers because they have the money for it. They're privileged enough that they don't have to think about the extra money they're spending for these, uh, you know, non-GMO products, you know, non-pesticides, you know, completely natural or whatever the buzzword is on the label, you know, for their fruits and their vegetables. Whereas for, once again, social economics, you know, the, the, the single mother with three kids, you know, has to live off of the government pretty much and she has to buy the cheaper, you know, the cheaper version. But she's getting told by these other people that they need to go yeah, organic. And, she's, and when they're being told she's they have to go organic, she's like, well, how can I afford and that? And shamed, she's, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, you're like, oh, you're feeding that to your kids? And that's wrong. Yeah. That, like, the quality of food doesn't, well, it, it does, but, like, majorly doesn't differ in a, like, that. it's not like a superfood just because you get it fresh from tin. It's not like a dramatic change. It doesn't justify the price. 
Yeah, you know, it I, doesn't. It doesn't justify the price at all because the difference is. And no, and no one yeah. should feel ashamed for buying tin food or frozen food. Like I get it. If you're buying the one pound Iceland mega deluxe, I don't, I don't know, like spring rolls that you know aren't spring rolls <laughs> that are just like. Uh, do you have Iceland over there? What? No, uh, I'm not sure. It's it's a grocery store. Oh no no no! We don't okay, have, like, no. Okay, so like your proper basic, you know, like everything, everything's a buck, no matter what it is. You could buy a horse for a buck. That sort of, <laughs> do you know what I mean, that quality of food. Definitely not a horse. Right. <laughs> so, I've, I, I think there needs to be a bit of context behind what you mean by that, Andy. Because there's a bit of history there, isn't there? What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, are you are you being ironic or unironic? Because what do you mean? Iceland, which is a UK grocery store, got in trouble quite some time ago because it found they found uh, they found horse meat in their products. Yeah, horse meat. Hey, in the mints. Hey, do you know what? That ain't a problem. I thought, oh, I've got big time for that. <laughs> big time for it. I, I thought you know that's what you was referencing. I didn't know that it just happened to be coincidence. Oh, subconsciously just dropping in there. But but these people like people need to be educated. Yeah, that that's definitely not the way to go. Like I've bought fifteen bags of one one pound like these makeshift burgers that are not meat. They're like cardboard. That that isn't their healthy option because it saves you money. You know what I mean? Still do your research and find out what's. Yeah, you got to be careful. There's a balance, there. isn't there? But, there is a, but, there is a but it can be done there. relatively cheap. I think there are cheaper options, and people need to look into it. I mean, with the Mediterranean diet, it's not a diet where the whole basis of it is. Oh, you have to. It's not. It's not appealing to this whole na- nature fallacy. No, it isn't a diet that is appealing to the nature fallacy where oh everything has to be natural. What it's appealing to is just fruits, vegetables, lean meat, such as fish, just just an all-round diet. At no point... It takes a few healthy suggestions, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. At no point does it dictate that your food food source has to come from, you know, a a bag or a tin or straight out of a, a crate, a wooden crate. You know, it's it's just it's just a simple base uh, a baseline like a guideline. There are there are some products. I want to make a point. You you said earlier about diets. You don't like it when they start to have to label everything. But if you if you, I'd probably say to a in a social aspect, socioeconomic aspect, for example, is to avoid anything that actually says it's Mediterranean diet on it, because they're normally stuff where they're over inflated in price. Because they'll be like, this can of beans is Mediterranean diet beans. It's like, well, it's just a can of kidney beans. You just put a label on it which says it's this diet. Yeah, I think that's the, you've got to be careful of that. A lot of diet. This diet doesn't have it as much, but they're still out. I've still seen it, and I think that's the sort of thing you have to avoid. It's, it's not needed. It's just yeah. a label. It's, it's kind of like when you yeah. say like gluten-free for things that don't have gluten in them in the first place. Like glu- gluten-free yeah. fucking <laughs> marshmallows. And it's like, well, marshmallows don't have gluten in them. So like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a marketing con, isn't it? They get they get they manage to put the price up by fifty yeah. p by saying this can this will fit your diet, this will fit your intolerance. Like, well, Even though it already right. was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, already already was. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Looking at some pictures of the traditional Mediterranean diet, it does look like Grandpa just pulled a fish out the water as Grandma mm. just baked this lovely uh, sourdough bread, and they're all sitting down. You know. Yeah, it looks lovely. The, the doesn't pictures it? don't yeah. show anyone like sitting in front of their TV with their own Mediterranean <laughs> dish. It's a hundred over us, yeah. their food like <laughs> eating a fish from the boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But do you know what? It, it like if you actually do Google image uh, Mediterranean dishes, you know it's a very vibrant, very colourful mm. um, looking um, food pyramid. At the end of the day, you know, you've got your Colourful fruits, colourful vegetables. You're making it sound like a plate of crayons, Tom. But it does, mate. Look at it. Look <laughs> to at most, it. To most, uh, to, to most normal soldiers in the British Army, that's what they anyway. So crayons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is true. I'm looking at the ration pack now. Yep. <laughs> Got my bag of Crayola. Crayola, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's non-toxic, so you can eat them. Wouldn't recommend it. But there you, you go, mate. Yeah. Tom's final point from this week's episode is eat crayons. Yeah. Uh, the non-toxic, uh, full of My favourite is the red one. The red one. Oh, <laughs> blue. Uh, any closing points, lads? Because I feel like we've, uh, we've we've come to a natural close. Any any closing points on the med diet? Just it's an all-round decent diet, to be honest with you. Yeah, if you if you're gonna give it a go, this is definitely if you're gonna give diet a go, this is definitely one to look for. It does it it does look really sort of appealing. It, it pretty it's much nice. it pretty much hits on the simple. Um, aspects of nutrition that we constantly strive for, which is, you know, a diet of mostly minimally processed whole foods, fruits and vegetables, um, leaner cuts of meat, 
and eating a lot of polyunsaturated fats. It's, it's really just hitting the baselines and there's no specific um, barrier to entry. You don't have to eat a specific way. You don't have to get specific brands. You don't have to do specific products. You know, like it's, it's not like that. So it's really simple and you can implement it today if you really wanted to. Um, so it's, it's not, yeah, it's not bad at all, in my opinion. If you, if you follow it traditionally, you can, that family time we spoke about, that social aspect of the family time, getting down the family and having like a nice big meal, spending a couple of hours, having a drink, having a nice large meal, talking to each other, asking how your day was. I think that'd be something really important to incorporate, especially in, a, in our Western society where we just go rogue with family time and just yeah. watch TV, eat a tray of food and piss off back to work. our little caves. <laughs> yeah. The man cave. Yeah, that worked interesting stuff it's been a quite a positive episode isn't it yeah. we're normally quite last couple of episodes we've I been know. negative if, like full it feels like we should keto last week wasn't it it feels like we should end it on something terrible really doesn't it I don't yeah. like ending it on a good what's time. bad about the med diet so, Andy you got anything to slag, slag off about the med diet <laughs> I, I don't like fish <laughs> I don't like fish I don't, I don't like fish you don't like any fish or you, you, you don't right. unless it's been battered because I'm oh, okay. super English that kind of answers <laughs> that answers my question I was going to say you don't like the taste or you don't like them as a species like you're racist <laughs> against fish or, or you know species. If you like, oh. when you say when, yeah you're yeah, vicious vicious yeah but like uh, when you say like battered fish like that's even more racist you like your fish battered as in beaten yeah, 100%. Well, Eaten, chopped, and fried. Mm. So Bill's a, Bill's a fascist, and, and he's a fishist. Bill's a, I'm a fascist? Why am I a fascist? Because <laughs> you're a dictator, remember? <laughs> oh, not this dictator bollocks again. Oh, Jay, you, Jay, you ain't got a clue. Have you noticed oh, you how he doesn't let females on the show? Wow. Oh, here we wow. go. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow, I can't believe can't this. Believe. Sorry about this, Jay, mate. It's a running joke here. I'm apparently a dictator. I was called Kim Jong-un last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, brilliant. You guys are funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, we can't end it any lower than that. I call Mrs. up here, yeah. Jess. Bill, Bill here. is sweating, looking for his Instagram. This Look like, how, holy how fuck. he's demanding women now. He's like, get here now. Oh, fuck. How do you turn that now? Come here now. All I'll say, all I'll say is, I can't if win. next week we don't have a female guest on the show, well, it speaks lots of words, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't just pull it out my ass, Tom. Me, me and Andy are keen. It's up to Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. All the pressure's on me. That, right, on, that, on that note, then. On lads. that note, Fuck that is Jay. how you throw someone under the bus. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll see you next week, lads. Cheers, Jay. Thanks for jumping on this week. It's been a pleasure, mate. Catch you later on, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Another big thank you to Jay for joining us this week. It was an absolute pleasure. I really do implore you to check out his Instagram. You know, you will not be disappointed at the content this guy puts out. I'll link it down in the show notes alongside all the numerous science bombs that we dropped in this episode. Remember, if you want to hear more from us, we do release a brand new episode every single week. So make sure you subscribe slash follow to the podcast wherever you listen. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.